0: Hey everyone, welcome to Remap. My name is Jared, and today I want to take a look at Borderlands 3. Alright, I know it's been a while since our last episode, but this one's a doozy. Game took me a little while to play, y'all know how it is. So, I've been playing this game on the Xbox Series X with the next-gen patch on resolution mode. And, as always, these are just my opinions of the game. But, before I get started, you know, with my review and my thoughts... I want to quickly touch on, you know, an aspect of sequels in video games, you know, since this is the third um iteration in the Borderlands franchise, you know, we 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 had Borderlands 1 and 2, both extremely successful games. And I wanted to just quickly touch on, you know, how how people view, not how people, how how I view sequels and how I had to sort of change how I thought about games while I was playing through this one. So Borderlands 2, you know, was one of my, and still is one of my favorite games of all time, you know, and it's difficult not to compare games, you know, in a franchise. In fact, it's impossible, um, you know, when when you have a direct sequel in a franchise, you know, you're just, oh, it needs to live up to the hype Um, where, you know, all the characters and elements, keep reoccurring in each game, you know, and early on in my playthrough, and none of this stuff is spoilers at all, just sort of clear, Um, early on in my playthrough, you know, I I found myself comparing this entry to the previous ones, you know, and being like, oh, I wish it did this, I wish it did that, you know, all, all these different things I wanted to be different, but then I realized that for me to just, you know, sit down and enjoy this game... I'd have to remove, you know, my, my nostalgia glasses, you know, and, and play the story that the developers worked on, you know, and then form my opinion of, Oh, I like what they did with this, like what it did with that. You know, it, it doesn't mean I have to love everything they did. You best believe that for, you know, the later part of this review, I I got some things to say, but you know, it's, it's important to go into games, especially sequels, with an open mind you know and and realize the fact that the developers have a vision you know give them a chance play it through and if you don't like it that's fine but don't go into it with an opinion already formed of what you want because you know i i I wasn't able to enjoy this game until i stepped back and i changed my way of thinking But with that all said, this is going to be structured like my previous episodes. We're going to start out with a spoiler-free review, and then later on I'm going to be talking about specific plot points that I liked, didn't like, so don't worry. I'll let you know before I get into spoilers. This is the spoiler-free review, retrospective, whatever you want to call it, of Borderlands 3. So to start off graphically, the game looks great. You know, it's it's not some hyper real style um, like a Call of Duty, a Battlefield, any of these shooters or or even a, you know, cartoonish, um, you know, out there, third person view. It's, it, it's just good old Borderlands. There, there's no other way to say that. If you've never seen a Borderlands game, just go on YouTube or just Google it. Take five seconds. It's a really unique style. It's that sort of cell shaded design. I know some people don't like it being called that. That's what, you know, m- most people view it as. Really great design. You'll like looking at the game. You know, environments are a very unique aspect of the game compared to the predecessors. You know, you, you've got some beautiful environments, especially running on this next-gen hardware. The game looks great. All right. Tons of different unique locations. I never felt that, you know, an area was boring. Um, there was always enough to see, enough to look at. And, and, and it was really unique compared to its predecessors and in, in just the amount of color that the game had which i really liked and i was also really happy with how the game ran you know i i was my expectations for that were very high since i waited until the um next gen patch on the xbox series x solid 60 very rare frame drops only when you know there's tons of particles um on the screen but they were very brief you know just half quarter of a second i get you know frame drop to like 30 like i i can deal with that that's fine. There's really no reason to play it in performance mode. Um, you got to keep it on the graphical mode because it, it 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 it'll run at sixty, and the game looks so much better than on performance mode. But moving on to the sound design, you know, as always, pretty great. Weapons sound great. Um, the voice acting I thought was really nice. Um, there's a lot of characters from previous games, a lot of new characters as always solid job with voice acting, um, did not feel as stale as, as, you know, some voice acting is in certain games. But, um, well, the one thing I was actually surprised by was the soundtrack was a lot more, what's the word memorable than previous games. Like, like the, the, the sounds that fit certain environments, the soundtrack in the background, actually really nice. You know, I, I was able to, you, you always like having this feeling, being able to get more into a fight or a scene based off of the soundtrack. That means you did a pretty good job with the soundtrack. Like if if I'm getting into a a, a certain area because of, or the music is a contributing factor to that, that's awesome. Um, there, there's there's a saxophone song, placed during a boss fight that you know it it makes the boss fight go from you know okay it's a boss fight to this is pretty great. Like I'm not gonna lie, I'm having a blast with this. But you know so far, this been all positives. You know what I mean? But looks and sounds mean nothing. You know if if the characters are annoying to control, and I say annoying to control because there's nothing worse than sitting down with a game and having the controls just be awful. But fortunately, as always, I keep saying as always, but it's the truth, it's it's just classic Borderlands. If you haven't played a Borderlands game, it's just a great, solid FPS feel. You know, it's if, if you want a comparison, it's not as slow as like a Call of Duty, but it's not as fast-paced as a Titanfall. Um, they did add sliding into Borderlands 3, which I thought was hallelujah finally thank you for adding sliding um but for some reason the default controls didn't have the d-pad as the weapon swap which honestly that's just a travesty like literally the first thing you need to do when you start playing is go change it to the old school borderlands controls where the d-pad swaps your weapons because that's that's just a necessary and and speaking of the weapons the guns i mean they felt great I know they were advertising, you know, a bazillion guns or something. But there really is a, a, a great variety in in the weapon selection. You, you know, when, when I'm playing an RPG, um, especially an RPG shooter, you know, you, you, you don't want to get complacent with the weapons. You know, you, you don't want to get one gun and just use the same thing for every encounter. It can get old pretty quick. You know, some people might enjoy... Um, you know, knowing exactly what to have every time. And yes, that's important, but you, you got to freshen it up in a game like this. And fortunately, you know, they did it right. I found my myself switching up guns way more than I was expecting. Um, you know, yes, there are some manufacturers and specific models that I'd gravitate to. And if I found one to be like, oh, yes, I'm using this. But I always felt I could find something. A little cooler which which has really been a hallmark of the borderlands games and i thought was executed well in in borderlands 3 is that you know when when i got a new legendary drop it's always oh what did i get it's something new something crazy That 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 feeling of discovery is always great to have and i really appreciated that and and some of the guns did feel overpowered like Just completely broken, which I like about Borderlands games. You know, you want to have some guns that's like, oh, what is this gimmick? What is this crazy thing? And you have another gun that's just completely broken like that, that that adds to the the fun of getting new weapon drops. But just a small side note, as in all the Borderlands games, you know, you have plenty of the end game content, you know, true vault hunter, ultimate vault hunter mode. Um, just for full transparency, I didn't play through them. The campaign took me a long time to play. I've got a busy schedule. This ain't my full time job, so I played through the whole normal mode. And I'm like, you know what? I've played True Vault Hunter and Ultimate Vault Hunter for hundreds of hours in Borderlands Two. I kind of know how it works. Um, but plenty of end game content, as always. And if you've noticed so far. I've had pretty much nothing bad to say, which is really great, you know, to, to when I'm writing these reviews and being like, wow, I genuinely enjoyed all these aspects, but as, as I was writing this, you know, I, I, I didn't feel in sync with what I was writing. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about it like, oh, okay. Graphically gameplay sound is blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera all of these aspects were great they were all implemented really well but why do i feel that something's missing you know and 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 my really my my, my only complaints really are are writing related which is which is a very personal and specific complaint but i i was worried going in that the humor wouldn't stick there's definitely some rough patches, you know. It's it's very meta humor. You know, if if I'm sorry, if this is your first Borderlands game and you know nothing about the franchise, you are probably gonna be like super confused. The humor's not gonna it's it might be a mess, okay? But you know the voice acting is great. It fits the personality of the villains, but I just didn't like some of the things they did, um, as, as a longtime Borderlands player. And as I mentioned, these are super, you know, the nostalgia glasses are on super specific complaints. Um, n- you know, not stuff gameplay wise for the, um, a large percentage of players, this isn't going to matter to them, but, you know, you may say, you know, Hey, Jared, Isn't that the studio's job, to deliver the story and not yours? You're exactly right. I still want to complain. There were still some aspects that didn't sit right to me. They just didn't feel right. Long, long, long long-winded ramble right here for the last minute or so. With all that being said, I'm giving Borderlands 3 an A-. Okay, this is a legitimately great game with great gameplay, great guns, lot of fun you'll have a blast playing it you know my only real complaints are story related i'm not going to get into that now i'm going to get into that in a few minutes so if you've played one and two and you want to give three a shot by all means give it a shot i feel like you will enjoy the game um if you haven't played one or two you can go try playing borderlands three but just be aware you might be really confused really fast But, um, am I nitpicking? Yes, but this is my podcast. I can do whatever I want. So, with all that being said, I want to get into some spoiler territory. So if you haven't played it, now's the time to leave. You've been listening to Remap. My name is Jared. Thank you so much for listening. I know it's been a long wait. I've got some other exciting games to review coming up sooner rather than later. You're still here. Awesome. I want to talk about some specifics. So it's, it's, as I mentioned earlier, I'm pretty sure it's one of the more difficult reviews I've had to do just because of how, you know, it, it I couldn't narrow down like, oh, I hate this gameplay mechanic, or I hate this. It's all writing related. You know, I, I thought that they had they they didn't utilize the old characters in a way that i wanted okay um and just so it's not me 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 complaining i i i want to try to explaining this a little bit you know they had the old characters but they didn't have them in the essential role that you saw them in borderlands 2 you know in borderlands 2 the whole game revolves around the previous game's characters, the previous Vault Hunters. You know, you're working together, you're growing together, and now that I'm thinking about it, my my favorite and most impactful moments of Borderlands 3 were with the old Vault Hunters. You know, I jumped into this game loving the first two entries, you know, getting to know the characters excited to see their next steps you know if if and this is spoilers for Borderlands 2 if you think about with Borderlands 2 all the character moments were the ones that were the most impactful like Roland's death I still remember that that shocked me that hurt because they 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 built up such a great you know relationship with the characters and I just felt like in Borderlands 3 you know they brought these characters back but they were just on the sideline, okay? You know, you're in Sanctuary. You've got Marcus, and you've got Moxie there. You don't have a huge variety of missions with them, you know? Ellie's there. Oh, you know, I was happy to see Ellie. You know, you only talked to her, like, twice. Um, and then looking at the Borderlands 3 missions, you know, when I started to get into the game was when the old characters were impacted. You know, when Tyreen took Lilith's powers, I was like, you know, I, you done messed up. We gotta go, you know, get this right. But then when when they killed Maya, you know, I was shocked. I was hurt. Like that was a, you know, impactful moment for me because I had, you know, I, I knew who the character was. You know, she was in Borderlands 2. Um, I played as her A great character. You know, I thought she was introduced well, I was, you know, interested to see where she was going. And they I I I thought they killed her off so quickly in the story that every time I saw an old character, I was worried they'd be killed too. You know, I part of me was like, oh my gosh, yes, I'm so happy I'm seeing this character again. But then with how the game was set up, with okay. You know, Act One, Lilith takes gets her powers taken. Act Two, Maya gets killed. Oh no, who are they going to kill in Act Three? And it, and it, and it was just making me making me nervous. You know, I, I I felt that if they waited to 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 kill off Maya later, maybe at the end of Eden Six, it 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 would have felt much more appropriate for the story. You know, and and even with that, if you didn't play Borderlands Two. Honestly, that uh, do you even care? Like you, you, you probably are impacted by it, but you've only known that character for a short period of time. There's no reason to, you know, get super hurt by it. But, you know, as 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 I mentioned a couple minutes ago, you know, with 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 all the old characters, my favorite moments in Borderlands Three were the missions with all the old characters. You know, seeing Brick and Mordecai and Tina, that was awesome. That was great. I loved those missions. It was it was so much nostalgia, so great to see. But, you know, they were side missions. They weren't integrated into the main story like we saw Vault Hunters integrated in the main story of Borderlands 2. You know, and as I've mentioned 20 times... This is super nitpicky, but it's how I feel, you know, that, that nostalgia of seeing the characters was I, was I think why I enjoyed Borderlands 2 so much was they, they kept the same characters, they kept the same world. And yes, by expanding to new worlds and expanding new characters, they, they created some great new moments in Borderlands 3, but they also lost some of that, you know, magic from the previous game. But don't get me wrong, I, I thought a lot of the new characters they added were 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 excellent. You know, Lorelai, Reese, Rainwright, Typhon. I thought Typhon was hilarious. I, I love collecting the Typhon logs. Like, that was just great. But none of them had that connection that the old Vault Hunters and the old characters had. And if you think about it, it it wouldn't be possible because they're new characters; they're just being introduced to me. The whole thing is with the old characters, the old Vault Hunters. There's two games and hundreds of hours of playtime that I have built a relationship with those characters. You know, and 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 this is really why I I, I still gave the game a great review because it's just picking on, you know, the writing. And I, I thought, like, it's it's so hard to quantify aspects like this, but if you've played the Borderlands franchise, I know you know exactly what I mean, um, because it's just a departure from what we were previously used to. And I know that with Borderlands 4, which I'm sure is going to happen at some point, who knows how long that's going to take, when the characters from Borderlands 3 are in Borderlands 4 i feel like i'm going to have a such such a more such a better opinion about borderlands 4 just because i'm going to have that previous relationship with the characters built up through you know a few dozen hours of playtime already and then one final thing before i get to a lot of the stuff i enjoyed because don't get me get me wrong i did enjoy this game i had a blast with it um one one thing that I was very disappointed by was claptrap. Like to me, he might have been my favorite character. Probably was my favorite character in the previous entries. Like, so many memorable lines, so many memorable missions, and in this game, he's 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 nothing. You know, you he he gets a handful of lines. There's like one mission with him to it that 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 really hurt all right that really hurt but I still want to talk about some of my favorite moments because this as I said great game rain uh wait excuse me Wainwright and Hammerlock absolutely adorable um and then speaking of Wainwright I loved seeing all the different manufacturers and their planets like there was so much more style and color that it was awesome to see. You know, Eden 6 with the rogues and clay. I thought they were super cool. I really loved Clay as a character. You know, you got Promethea uh, with Atlas fighting against Malawan, uh, Reese trying to, you know, lead the lead the fight and Reese Ball. Just hilarious and great moments. Now, I get why Torg, you know, wasn't highlighted since it was you know arguably the best DLC in Borderlands 2. And they've already showcased Torg and all his stuff. But man, I thought they did Torg dirty in Borderlands 3. I never found myself using Torg guns. Like, ever. They may be better in the endgame, but I did not find a single Torg gun that when I used it, I was like, Oh, wow, this is an upgrade. I thought they were all just, just, you know, terrible. Um, Balex... Was awesome. I it's 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 all this Eden Six stuff. I thought Eden Eden Six was definitely my favorite planet. But you know, Ice T underrated voice actor. You know, he 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 was one of the most memorable characters. Gears of War Three. I'm glad that he's getting more work. I want to see him in more games. He very underrated voice actor. And and I I know I mentioned earlier. I really did enjoy Typhon's story. You know, I was glad I got most of the logs before meeting him. You know, because it was actually nice you know, knowing the story. But for this final segment of this whole discussion, we're over 20 minutes in. Thank you for bearing with me. This has been a much more long-winded and less structured discussion um, just because of, you know, my opinions of this game. But for this final segment, I just want to run through some of my notes that, that I took while I played. You know, some different miscellaneous things um, while I play. So... One one other complaint that I didn't mention in the bug sector is whenever I would enter Sanctuary, whenever I arrived, the um, Axon and Salvatore DLC little ad came on every single time. And I don't even need to look at my notes to know what they say. It's the little, hey, test, test, is this thing on? Hey, Vault Hunter, we have an opportunity for you. That got burned into my brain because every single time I loaded into Sanctuary, I heard that message. And and I was very annoyed with the fact that literally half of Sanctuary is just ads for the DLC. Like, Yes, I understand there's DLC. I understand you're trying to sell it to me, but I just paid money for this game. Why is Sanctuary filled with these? They look like quest markers, but they're not. For tons, tons of money's worth of DLC. Like I already bought the game. Come on. And and, and just a minor thing. Why do you have platforming in an FPS? You know, when you're trying to get the little um, radio towers for the Moxie side quests. Um, why, why do you have platforming in an FPS? It's a gimmick. I hate it. I think a lot of people hate it. Just, uh, just stop it. But so, so some of the other missions I really enjoyed the private beans mission, um, invasion of privacy, absolutely hilarious. If you did not play that mission during your playthrough, you need to go back and play that mission because it, it, it might've been the most hysterical mission um, in the game, but the, the, the final fight with Reese, um, on Promethea, it's probably my favorite boss fight in the game, you know, just to the music. I know I mentioned it probably 20 minutes ago, but that little smooth jazz song, you know, I've even got it as the, uh, the intro to this episode. The thing was just a banger. Like what a, what a great moment. And, and the, uh, Lord of Skag's side quest, such a meta side quest. you know I I was really interested with how they changed a lot of the humor um, to, to to more meta humor. and I was really happy that it, it it did stick with me. I did enjoy it. But um the one 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 mission that I want to mention that was very memorable but not in a happy way was the life of the party mission. And this might be the most emotional and just... This mission hurt. It's called Life of the Party. Go play it or look it up. I'd recommend playing it instead of looking it up so you get the full feeling of it. But man, I'm not going to spoil it. That, That is an emotionally taxing it 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 makes me sad just thinking about it like that you know hats off to the team for for being able to just just write such an impactful mission like that um i i was sad to see in terms of weapons that corrosive is straight up useless again um you know, I, I literally never found myself using corrosive guns. They, they There's very few um, enemies with high armor, and it's better off to just use radiation instead. You know, radiation, super cool uh, elemental damage to be added. I feel like you can just replace corrosive with it. Um, some of the, the, the best guns, in my opinion. I was happy to see the fastball was still broken, as always. The flood super great, um, pistol. The Jacob scatter guns were, were really my bread and butter. Um, you know, I was running, um, Amara and those shotguns were just excellent. The big boy rockets, I never found myself using rocket launchers. Like normally I would just always find a rocket launcher that had big boy rockets. And I would just Switch to my rocket launcher, fire a big boy rocket, and then switch off to a different gun every time I was downed, and it literally worked every single time. Absolutely broken. Um and then a couple couple final missions and and, and final items. Um Childhood's End. Very, very interesting backstory on Handsome Jack. And 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 it you know it it made me feel bad for him. It, it it really humanized him in a new way that I thought was really great to see. You know, just just a small thing, a small mission that didn't even need to be in there, but I really enjoyed it. And you know, when when I was playing through, I was expecting Tyrene to be the one to betray Troy. You know, they got me there, but the foreshadowing is very clear that they'd have you know some problems. But I do want to say. The greatest bamboozle of all time happens in this game, or happened, if you're listening to this and listening to all these spoilers, I hope you've played it, because when they give you that little countdown screen, I was weak. They got me good, and oh my goodness, they continues in Borderlands 4. I'm sitting here like what? Are you kidding me? I know they're not dead. You're going to make me wait. Oh, nope, you got me. That hats off to the team. Absolutely incredible. Um and just before I get to the end, I know this has been a ramble, but I'm just looking through my notes right here. There's a lot. This is this is, it's a big RPG. There's a lot of stuff in it. Um transaction packed great quality satire. In a mission, and Sparrow and Grouse on tofeo hilarious. I I don't know who the I I, I want to see them in more games. Like I want to see a little Sparrow and Grouse DLC or a Sparrow and Grouse Borderlands Four as a character. Like they were hilarious. But you know the 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 game got more serious with Typhon and his kids. You know, over time. You know, I'm 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 just talking about the 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 ending and leading up to the ending now. You know, it, it, it hits with a brutal, brutal line from Typhon. Um, I'm not saying I'm glad my boy is dead, but at least he can't hurt people no more. That's just, poor guy, poor, poor guy. And, and it's it's the same situation as Borderlands 2. Oh no, my kid's a siren. Let me lock them up. And their mom has tragically died, so I'm the only one that can raise them. Like, <sighs> it's 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 just tough but one of the best jokes in the game was during this you know final aspect where typhon explains that you know she watches over it when he's talking about going to get the final vault key and you know you 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 go to his wife's grave and you start digging in the grave and then he's just oh not in here it's in the headstone that that's that's just funny like it's it's moments like that that no other um video game franchise has comedy like that but such a sad ending for typhon he he literally tried to suicide bomb his daughter like oh it it was just depressing but you know you know it was getting getting me engaged. You know, I, I was ready to avenge him and beat the game, but golly, what an anticlimactic boss fight. It's a super abrupt cutscene. You don't see anything about the transformation. You know, she just falls over a cliff and then shows back up big and ugly. There's no, you know, big emotional weight to the transformation. And then, you know, the boss fight is just, eh, it's just big bullet sponge. I'm not even you know, it's, it's, wasn't a huge challenge. And then I enter the quote unquote great vault and you know, what was in it. Do you know, what was in the great vault, a bunch of green guns. And I know they put the Lilith chest at the end, but wouldn't it have made more sense if those OP chests or that OP chest was in the, I don't know, the great vault. Like it's just the little things. And then, and then there's, you know, Lilith's whole situation. Like, I'm like, I'm sitting here, like, what's she going to do? 1v1 the moon? You know, the, the, the ending to me was super abrupt. It's obviously, it's, it's setting up for Borderlands 4, you know, and oh, it's trying to find Lilith. And I, 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 it just didn't resonate with me, but they had Alicia Keys in the credits. So I can't be that mad, but all in all, it's a really good game you just have to look past its predecessor um i really appreciate anyone that has listened this long because this last 10 15 minutes has just been a ramble fest because you know as i mentioned it's it's impossible to quantify that feeling you get when you're playing a game and it's just it's just off you know what i mean it's nothing graphics wise it's nothing gameplay wise It's just something doesn't sit right. And that's what I was hoping to, not explain, because I didn't really explain it, but hoping to discuss today. But thank you so much for listening today. You've been listening to Remap, the gaming podcast. My name is Jared, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.